delighted today to be joined by Matt Hawkins, founder and CEO of Kudo, and Dominic Ramsey, VP of Hosting at The Hub Group. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Tina. It's great to be here. Um, so the decentralization narrative of the last few years has moved beyond the notion of value transfer and smart contracts to things such as dedicated file storage and video rendering blockchain networks. Um, and the ever-expanding peer-to-peer networks will no doubt have an impact on existing cloud and data center infrastructure. We're going to talk about that a little bit more with the both of you. Um, on one hand, the distribution of billions of ever more powerful and efficient consumer devices will continue to grow. And on the other hand, uh, large data centers will continue to gear up for the surge in demand for computer and network capacity to service the demand for AI, IoT, video on demand, 5G, et cetera, um, and a number of blockchain-based services, but just to name a few. Um, in all cases, there's gonna be a huge amount of capacity sitting redundant at any given time, which is exactly the problem that Matt and his team at Kudo are aiming to solve for companies such as the Hut Group. So um, Matt, let's start with you. How did Kudo come about and how did you enter into the market um, and what were your initial initial products and uh, how many users do you have today? Sure. Um, so uh, I, I kind of come from a data center background myself. So my previous business was a data center and cloud company and backbone provider. Um, we ended up providing about 1% of the UK's infrastructure uh, and a global network. And when I was running that business, I just saw huge amounts of waste of IT capacity, both in you know, consumer environments, you've got 70 to 30% spare capacity, data center environments, they've got all this latent capacity when it's empty. And then backbone providers have got even more spare capacity. So you know, what I wanted to do um, was to build a platform that was able to make use of this spare capacity. So rather than keep building brand new data centers and new server platforms, to make use of what's out there and come up with a much greener solution um, than having all the spec capacities out there. Yeah. So I started that company in 2017 and we put together a team to build it, to make it possible. And it's the first time really technically and market-wise that you've actually been able to build something like this and for it to work. So uh, we focused on building a platform that can instantly make access to any computing on any device, be it Windows, Linux, Mac, um, and that device is then able to do things like blockchain compute, do mining, you do video rendering, AI, video streaming. Um, so we, we focused on kind of three different areas. One's the gaming market, one's the uh, mining farm market because they're high in graphics cards, and then one's the service provider and backbone provider network. And that really gives you most of the compute in the world. So okay. our, our products are um, applications that can be downloaded, installed on any machine, and then instantly monetizes that hardware, um, be it any of these different types of workflows. So, and then customers can either use it to generate revenue or they can use it to buy computing capacity. Fascinating, interesting. And so, um, so, so Dom, from a mm. large scale hosting provider's perspective, um, tell us a little bit about the, the Hut Group. Um, what's your typical customer um, and what are the current pain points for an operation such as yours? Yeah, sure. So um, the Hut Group are an um, e-commerce technology provider. Um, and the part of the Hut Group that, um, that I work for, THG Hosting, 
Um, we are an IT infrastructure provider. Uh, we provide um, kind of sort of a, a range of services from co-location to bare metal and then through to uh, managed hosting and, and virtual machines as well. Um, the area of the market that we kind of sort of mainly address are those organizations that um, they have a, a compute requirement that uh, usually they can't really take to um, some of the hyperscalers and, 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 and some of the large uh, public cloud providers um, because either they don't deliver the performance that's required that, that, that those applications need dedicated components and they uh, don't behave particularly well in virtualized environments um, or because of how some of the uh, charging models work, um, you know, things like um, metering, data egress and so forth. Um, those type of application, applications actually um, kind of sort of suit our environment quite well. Um, so uh, we do a lot in kind of sort of fintech, ad tech, gaming. Um, but one of the challenges that we do have, uh, Tina, as uh, Matt has experienced in a previous life, is that um, you know there are some times of year whereby you know we're we're kind of sort of at a at a sellout maybe um, you know a, a gaming season uh, is a good example whereby we kind of sort of um, stretch the capacity of uh, the infrastructure that we have to offer and um, also the the pretty massive uh, network that we operate uh, globally and then there are other times of of, of the year when um, obviously there is uh, capacity uh, going spare and and. Um, you know, uh, uh, Kudo kind of sort of uh, addresses that topic in a, in, a, in a particularly interesting way. Fascinating. So kind of like just any network grid, right? So, you know, the power grid, for example, in Los Angeles in August is going to be at peak capacity because everybody has their air conditioner on versus, you know, December, for example, that, yes. that type of ebb and flow. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Um, so, so Matt, although this is a new product, um, you're, you're clearly deeply embedded in this whole world of crypto, especially around the mining sector. So what, what have the earlier products taught you about both the potential and challenges of working with distributed peer-to-peer -peer networks? Yes, yeah, so um, in the mining space, actually, we, we built an application. Uh, it's, it's an intelligent application that can chop and change what the device is doing so that it's always the most profitable and always runs the best applications on that machine. Mm -hmm. But working with mining farms, we found that their, their management platforms and infrastructure just can't cope with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we ended up building our own management platform that could automate the entire process, which means that's how you can actually then send any types of compute workload. So rather than always just mining, if we can fill 5, 10, 20% of the time with these compute workloads, um, then uh, it makes it much more profitable. And it's also, it's obviously much better use of that infrastructure. And then um, we've now started working with other blockchains. And one of the things that we're seeing is the cost of gas on Ethereum, for example, has gone through the roof. Um, other blockchains such as uh, Algorand, which is a fantastic blockchain, but it's not Turing complete. So they, they're not able to run all the different um, compute workloads. So we're working with these blockchains to enable, uh, we're just about to launch uh, a token called Kudos. And that enables uh, us to provide layer two compute services across a global distributed secure network um, to these blockchains to enable them to provide scale and more cost efficient solutions. So we're sort of seeing gaps in the market and the, the challenges that they're meeting and then applying our technology to that. 
Fantastic. So Dom, outside of the industrial scale crypto mining uh, operators, much of this hasn't really hit the radar of traditional hosting facilities. Um, and many of these new technologies are designed to potentially obviate the need for data centers in, in some cases. So um, what does your industry need to be mindful of and where are the new opportunities that might be created that you know, Don was pointing to? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously it, it, it's uh, subject to the use case, right? Um, so with, with us, um, we invest very, very heavily um, in things like transit and, and paid for peering um, to in increase the quality of the connectivity to our, to our infrastructure. Um, kind of sort of couple that with the fact that we um, operate to tier, uh, tier three standards within our data centers. Uh, we're very much going for a quality product, which um, is uh, basically trying to increase our relevance to those markets that, 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 that aren't or, or can't be addressed with hyperscale. And they're looking for um, kind of sort of resiliency, consistency, uh, quality of, of IP, and really to, to be kind of sort of uh, reliant on, on the services that they take. Um, so, yeah, for us, it's just making sure that we are as, as relevant as possible to those uh, to those markets we're addressing, um, which, um, you know. Uh, give us an example. What, are, what yeah. are some of the sectors that are likely to be able to benefit from this the most? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, um, a, a great juncture for any business is where they're going from development to production. So they might be developing within public cloud, but uh, scaling within that environment is too costly or it, it won't deliver the desired performance. So when you're going from, from development to production, that's a great time. Um, also, when markets hit certain maturities, um, so for example, um, some of the uh, blockchain related technology, um, as that kind of sort of becomes more commonplace and, and organizations start moving from um, uh, development to production. Um, th those types of markets really, really suit us uh, uh, very, very well, where they are looking for, um, you know, kind of sort of uh, performance, quality of IP, and really kind of sort of reliability from, from the provider that they use to uh, host those workloads. Okay, so what, what stage of collaboration are you both at now? And what's the low hanging fruit? Um, around, you know, scale and, and what scale can this be run out today? Yeah, I think from a, um, from a, a scale and infrastructure point of view, one of the reasons that we, we wanted to partner with the Hut Group is because, as Don just said, it's the quality of their network. They've, they've got a huge global network with really high quality tier three infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And for us, we, we've got about 20,000 nodes around the world. Um, and what this does, the Hubroots network gives us really high quality bandwidth networks, which is perfect for video streaming, for transcoding, for download sites, or, or, or there's many different, you know, um, audio streaming, there's many different solutions. So um, for us, it gives us fantastic quality global infrastructure. And, and you know, um, it, it really, really helps from a commercial perspective when we have customers that are, um, you know, maybe they, they, they are at that juncture where they're going from uh, development to production. Uh, they're looking to invest in infrastructure. Uh, they're speaking with us and um, they kind of sort of want that ability to um, monetize that latent infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, again, uh, you know, uh, Kudos helps kind of sort of balance that out, really. Uh, it adds uh, a completely new com commercial dynamic, really, to, um, uh, to any 
provider with latent infrastructure, whether you be the end customer, whether you be, uh, you know, the vendor and operator uh, of, of, of that particular environment. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's fantastic for, um, you know, certain markets that whereby they're, they're looking to invest, they're looking to grow into it, um, but they're also kind of sort of planning to, to, to grow into that, 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 that infrastructure, um, kind of sort of um, combining the two of us together, uh, I think makes it an incredibly strong commercial proposition. Yeah, well, it sounds like in addition to monetization, there's lots of areas of opportunity to, to make savings as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so Matt, we've looked um, at the opportunities with firms, you know, such as Dominic's. Uh, on the consumer side, can you tell us a little bit more about how the marketplace for redundant computing capacity will work? Um, and, you know, what are the most obvious and ideal devices that could benefit from this? Yeah, okay. So um, if I explain the devices first, then the devices uh, what, that we're focusing on first are high-end compute devices, but these can be games PCs. So a games PC with a good graphics card and a processor is absolutely perfect, but it's only available kind of 30 to 60% of the time. Mm -hmm. um, mining farm infrastructure is high-end GPUs, so it's, it's ideal for scale. Um, and then the data center environments and infrastructures uh, are great for high-end CPU, very qual high-quality SLAs where you need always-on infrastructure. Um, and then a lot of bandwidth, high quality bandwidth. So that's kind of on the supply side. And then uh, on the demand side, which is, you know, we effectively, we've built kind of an Airbnb for cloud computing and we're connecting the supply and demand, which is the marketplace. Um, on the demand side, we're working with uh, video rendering companies, AI companies, um, computer aided engineering, where they're doing fluid dynamics. Um, uh, streaming for bandwidth and it, it kind of we're working with the large buyers of compute so for them you know it's saving them anything up to about 10 times cost savings than they're having to pay for the hyperscalers at the moment but actually the only option for them right now is the hyperscalers because if you you've got a, a project or a business and you need 10,000 servers mm. you can only go to the hyperscalers yeah. whereas using our network you can go to you know, 20 different service providers and we distribute it out so all these service providers can actually compete for the first time. And what's on your roadmap over the next 12 months? What should we be on the lookout for? Um, so what we're doing, so at the moment, uh, all of our um, management platforms and, and software that runs on the end clients, that's all available publicly. The uh, actual connecting the supply and buying compute at the moment privately available so over the next two quarters that we're going to make that publicly available and then also we're just launching um, our token so that we can use our network to provide compute oracle services to other um, blockchains like uh, Algorand and Ethereum um, to make it much more cost effective but also it means that these blockchains that are quite often tied to what you can do on them all of a sudden you connect to outside APIs and um, data services. We're, we're partnering with a lot of other blockchains um, to enable them to expand their networks. So it's kind of on the expansion of compute and on the expansion of blockchain. Fantastic. Gentlemen, thank you both so much for joining us today. This is a really interesting topic um, and one that we, we don't typically cover uh, on the infrastructure side. So um, it's, it's really exciting to um, see how you guys are you know, addressing the ever-growing technology needs that 
um, you know, the way that we're working and, and transacting today is generating. Thank you both so much. Great. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Tina. Bye.